if you want to be able to do what you love, like we're now doing, and it seems like you guys are obviously in that same boat, you do need to make money. So you can't just look at it like this hobby or passion project. You need to look at it like a business and how you're going to be able to sustain yourself in the long term and, and what those monetary routes are going to look like. You're listening to The Business of Thought Leadership with Nikki Ballou and Michael Palmer. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Business of Thought Leadership. I'm your co-host, Nikki Ballou. I'm my other co-host, Michael Palmer. And boy, do we have an awesome guest lined up for today's show. I am speaking, of course, of the one, the only, the legendary Dr. Jesse Chappas, the host of the Ultimate Health Podcast. Welcome to the show, Jesse. Nikki, Michael, so excited to be here. Thank you, guys. Yeah, it's great to have you. Absolutely. So, Jesse, you have got a fantastic podcast out on the air, and you are truly a thought leader in the arena of health and well-being and helping people take it to the next level. How did you come to be Jesse Chappas, what's your backstory? Our listener wants to know. Yeah, sure. I like now everything we're doing. I work with my partner, Marnie Wasserman, who's actually a previous guest on the show. And we're doing this weekly health podcast now, the Ultimate Health Podcast. But this transpired out of a career I was in actually as a chiropractor. So back, I would say a year ago, I decided to take things fully online. Before that, I was doing a chiropractic practice for five years. And, and for about a year and a half of that time, I started the podcast and, and we had the podcast going alongside my practice. And I would basically work long hours practicing. And, and I was loving that, working one-on-one with people, helping them feel better. But it was forcing me, I had this other passion for podcasting. I was always a fan of listening to podcasts. Actually, a year before the Ultimate Health Podcast, I started another health show with another co-host and we did a handful of episodes and I just loved the medium. I had a lot of fun speaking with all these thought leaders like you guys are doing. And once I got to a certain point of practice with the podcast, because as you guys know, a podcast, it seems from the outside as a really easy thing to do, just have an hour-long conversation or whatever your show length is once a week with an amazing guest and, and upload it to the internet and everybody listens, loves it. And, and the show just grows like crazy. That's the thought I think for a lot of people. But as you guys know, there's so much going on in the back end and it takes up so much time. So as I was practicing all day, coming home, working till 11 o'clock midnight every night to get out this weekly show as well, it was wearing me out. It got to the point where I had to make a decision. And for me, the big deciding factor there was the fact that with the podcast, I could just reach so many more people with my message. So practice was great, helping a lot of people, but I was having a lot more fun with the podcast and I was able to reach a greater audience. So I just ended up taking things that direction. And actually recently, my partner and my girlfriend, she has closed down her physical business and she's bringing everything into the online world as well. So now we're able to fully bring both of our passions, full steam into the online health world. 
and we'll just see where things go. We're having a lot of fun and, and we're making a huge impact. So it's just been great. Jesse, that's fantastic. And I, I really like how you've embraced this medium. This is a very powerful medium and absolutely correct in saying that it's not easy. And there's a lot that happens behind the scenes to make the magic happen. I'm very fortunate that uh, my amazing co-host loves that technological stuff and he makes all that happen. And it's at least for, for, for me, I, I more or less just show up and, and, and have the conversation, but it does take a lot of work to get it done. What I think our listener wants to know is, have you been using your expertise and your thought leadership and turning it into commercial gain and commercial benefit? Because this podcast is called The Business of Thought Leadership, and primarily people are interested in how they can take their expertise and make it pay. So how's that been like for you? Well, in my case, it worked out really well because if you're going to go out there and start a blog, start a YouTube channel, start a podcast... We all know that it takes, again, a lot of work and it takes time to build an audience. So for the first 50 episodes, so basically a year of us putting out this weekly show, we weren't monetizing in any way. So we were putting in the work, we were seeing the growth of the show, we were having a lot of fun, but we weren't seeing any monetary return. So in my case, and again, my partner, we both had side gigs going at the same time. So it worked out. Well, actually, our main gig, the podcast, was our side gig at the time. But 50 shows in or so, we locked in a sponsor. And since then, we've been able to lock in a couple of other great sponsors. And, and that's been the way that we've been driving a lot of... Well, that is the primary way we're making money with the podcast. We also have a health app we put out. And that brings in a little bit of money. And affiliate links, that's another way that we make a small amount of income. By far, the majority of our income at this point is coming from sponsorship. And for us, we probably could have locked in some sponsors earlier on, but we wanted to hold out for brands that we truly used and, and really aligned with because it's easy to say that. But when it comes down to it, when you're in the thick of things and you're being approached by these different brands and they're willing to throw dollars at you, you really have to hit pause and look at your values and make sure that they line up. Because hmm. if you're going to put everything into a medium like this, like it requires so much passion, tenacity, time, you just want to make sure that it fully aligns. And we were lucky enough that, again, about 50 shows in, we, we just started to bring in these great sponsors. And that first sponsor is still actually with us. We're 150 episodes into the show now. And yeah, we just have a great relationship that continues to grow and, and continues to evolve over time. Down the line, I'm sure there's going to be other avenues. We have some other ideas, but for now, sponsorship is, is our main way we make money. I'm just a little curious about that. How did you attract the sponsor? Did they come looking for you or did you go looking for them? We get both. I mean, we get a lot of people that reach out, just cold email us about wanting to inquire about sponsorship with on the show. Hmm. But in this case, our primary sponsor was somebody that my co-host, my partner, had a relationship with prior. So she was already an ambassador for the company and had, over the years, worked with the company and built that rapport. So that, along with the caliber of show we were putting out for a year, allowed us to really lock in a company that we felt great about. Very cool and uh, exciting for where you guys are headed. I'm really curious to know from the onset, 
what you saw as being your main message? What was it that you were going to do for your listeners? Well, our main message is that everybody's unique. In general, most people are wanting to take their health and improve upon it. And we're basically here to meet you where you're at on your health journey and take your health to the next level. And that's our, we open every show. That's our our opening statement. We take your health to the next level. And I think that's been a big part of our success that we're, what we've done with the show is we, if you go back and look at our, our history, our library of shows, a lot of podcasts out there, they kind of just cater to one certain audience. I can only speak in the health and wellness space, a little bit in the business space too. But what we've done is we brought in guests from the total spectrum. So we have guests that are plant-based, guests that are movement experts, guests that are paleo. What we're always trying to do when we bring a guest on is just bring the best out from that guest and bring out their unique message. And we want to allow the listeners to take bits and pieces from each guest and put together their own their own puzzle of of their health. That's great. And uh, yeah, you've got you've had some amazing guests on the show, and it's a really clean and great looking website as well. I, I really like what you've done. It's from a design perspective, it's 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 really great. I was very impressed. From where you're headed, you know where you've been now. I'm really curious some of the breakthrough moments that you had where it's like, wow, you know what we saw this over here and that worked really great, so we brought this, and then. The next question will be, you know, where you've had some sort of uh, setbacks. Well, when I look back and, and think about big breakthrough moments, there really hasn't been any specific ones that come to mind. It's just been, sometimes I'll go into like the stats and we're hosting our files on Lips and I'm not sure where you guys host, but Same. going back and, and looking at the spikes and, and the growth over the last almost three years now since we started the show and We've done like a lot of different interviews on different shows. We've had a lot of big guests on the show. And yeah, we'll see little spikes depending on on these different factors. But overall, if you just follow the trend, it's been a slow, steady growth since the beginning. There hasn't been these monumental, I, I went on this podcast and all of a sudden like our listeners grew by 3,000 that week or anything like that or had this big guest on and all of a sudden like, our audience just doubled or anything like that. It's just been slow and steady growth. And I think that's really important for people that want to get involved in this medium to realize that it is a beautiful medium, but it takes time and you really have to be consistent and you have to have that tenacity and drive and passion because things don't happen overnight. And yeah, I, I again, look back at our stats and it just shows that it's just been slow and steady the whole way. Yeah, it's, it's a long play. We're seeing the same thing, and we're we enjoy doing it. We love doing the work, and that's I think if we didn't, we wouldn't be doing it. That's for sure because there is a lot of work. There is a uh, lot of work. There is a lot of work. I'm curious now in terms of your your how many I I know you've got 150 episodes. Are you weekly or monthly or sorry um, daily? How do you how does it go? How's that gone for you? Typically, we're weekly. We're weekly at this point. At one point, we actually moved it up for a month, a month and a half to doing two a week. And we just found that we couldn't keep up that pace. It was, again, for the listeners who haven't tried this medium, they might be saying like, what, you put out, you couldn't put out two shows a week? That doesn't seem like a lot. They're only hour long shows. But if you're going to do this right, like 
the way Marnie and I approach when we're going to have a guest on the show, we read their books, we go back, listen to as many of their previous interviews they've done so we can find a unique angle. We're digging into the website. We're forming great talking points and questions, the editing. There's so much to this, to sharing afterwards and, and sending out emails to let your listeners know a new show is out. Two shows a week was just too much because at that point, we were doing everything in-house, just the two of us. So just recently, we've taken on an editor who's going to slowly, right now they're just doing one show a month and we're just going to go little bit by little bit and have them take on more and more work. So hopefully in time, I'd like to get back to two shows a week. And I think at this point, we want to do one show where it's just Marnie and I talking and then a, a guest interview just to have both perspectives in there. That's a cool idea. But I like that. Yeah. So, so again, most 90% of the time, it's been one show a week. And, and we did try two at one point. It was just too much for us at that time. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I love the medium, as, as you were mentioning. And I think for listeners thinking, oh, gee, get into this. Like, it does, I don't think it also needs to be something that is week to week and ongoing. It can be a great tool just to put out some content to send your own traffic to so that they can consume just a little bit of traffic. I, I currently have a frustration where you know, there's a few courses I'm taking and it's all online. And I drive, when I drive to work or wherever I'm going uh, to the office, I, I want to listen to something, consume education. When I'm at the gym, I'm listening to podcasts. And my frustration right now is all the courses that I'm signed up for, they're all, I have to be listening on a web browser and that web browser doesn't know where I'm at in the, in, in the listening. And so it's, it's frustrating and podcasting, you know, having it on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever it's such a, the technology is just at a great place right now where it's just so convenient. I I'm listening to an episode, say I'm listening to yours and I get out of the car, I come back and boom, it starts up again. So I think listeners, Jesse and, and ourselves, we do this every week. It is a lot of work. Uh, it's extremely powerful in terms of having people get to know you and build your brand. But at the same time, don't you don't have to jump in full. You can take uh, just a little bit and and uh, and have that content out there in that medium. I yeah, I would agree. There's so many different ways to share a message, and this is just one of them. For us, with the way our brand is positioned right now, and and the size of our team, we're going all in on this because we just feel like this is the way that we can present our message in the best light at this time. But everybody's different. Everybody has different strengths. I mean, some people are going to be stronger in front of the camera. Some people are going to be better, obviously, writing. And some people are better just to have great organic conversations and, and to share the message that way through podcasting. But for us right now, we just want to go all in on this right now because, well, there's a number of reasons. I just feel like, for one, this is a really hot medium right now. And and we're just, we're really seeing the growth and, and it's the best way we can share our message right now. Jesse, what does the future hold for you guys? Because to me, what you're doing with the podcast is great, but the podcast is a means to an end as well. You have a message you want to get out there. What other things have you got in mind for spreading your thought leadership? Well, in the next little bit, we want to get more and more into doing some speaking gigs. So we, uh, at the Green Living Show here in Toronto, we just did a, a gig a couple weeks back. We have a talk 
in Windsor in two weeks from now in front of 600 people at an event called The Cleanse. So nice. we want to get more and more out there doing these talks in person, connecting with people after the talk face-to-face because I just think that's so much fun for one. It's just so powerful to actually shake a hand and, and look somebody in the eye and, and just connect on that level. And I could also see us doing a book down the line. We often are talking about the six pillars of health. This is one of our core messages we share in our talks. And yeah, I just think that as our our show and our listenership continues to grow, this is going to be a powerful way for us to share our message. I really like that you said that because one of the things that Michael and I really believe in, and we definitely bring it to all our clients in the community, is that as a thought leader, you need to leverage your message on multiple platforms and in multiple ways. So doing a podcast, doing speaking gigs, having online programs, having a book, doing training, it's a way for you to reach a lot more people. And it's also a way for you to make a lot more money, right? Yeah. I mean, if you want to be able to do what you love, like we're now doing, and it seems like you guys are obviously in that same boat, you do need to make money. So you can't just look at it like this hobby or passion project. You need to look at it like a business and how you're going to be able to sustain yourself in the long term and and what those monetary routes are going to look like. So very important. 100%. 100%. You know, what we like to do to wrap up each podcast, Jesse, is ask our guests for what are your three expert action steps that you would recommend to our listener that they take on in order to take their message and their thought leadership to the next level? So what are yours? I would say get tight with your calendar. So make sure you're laying out your days in blocks so you can see exactly what you're going to be working on throughout each and every day. Because in today's busy world with social media, there are so many distractions, Google, and it's so easy to get caught up in these things and feel like you're accomplishing a lot throughout the day. But if you actually have blocks set and you're you're spending a couple hours doing email, a couple of hours doing content creation, a couple hours editing content, I just find it so important to lay things out and to have structure. And I just think it's important to get started. There's so many people that are listening to say this podcast, our podcast, and they just want to start and get into their passion. And they maybe have a plan that's kind of building up in the background. But do something within the next week that is going to take you one step closer to accomplishing that, whether it be to go and register a domain with whatever you want your brand to be, or go and purchase a microphone if you're going to need that to create your content, or something that's going to start to propel you forward on on what you're going to be doing. And thirdly, make sure that as you're doing this, you're taking care of your health and your wellness. Because... Once you get caught up in creating an online brand, you're an entrepreneur, there's always so much you can be doing and and it's easy to get caught up in, in the balance to get out of hand. And I know I've been there at, along this journey and, and even though we're out there teaching health and wellness, it can be hard to sometimes maintain your own health and wellness. So this kind of ties back into the first point Use your calendar to block off time to spend time with family and friends. Make sure you're getting enough sleep. Make sure you're taking a break in the middle of the day to go for a walk. Make sure you're looking after your own health and well-being as you're on this journey because 
we just see it all the time with the people we're talking to and, and the people we're interacting with here in the city, our friends and colleagues, that it's just so easy to tip that balance outside your favor. So be aware of that. You know what, Jesse, I really like what you said. I was listening to um, one of my favorite podcasts called Story Brand, which is run by a guy named Donald Miller. He had a guest on named Juliet Funt. She's the daughter of the founder of uh, Candid Camera, Alan Funt. Remember that show? Anyways, she talked about the importance of taking white space and how few people do it today in, in the age of smartphones, that they're constantly connected to their smartphone, their laptop, their iPad, and they just don't take the white space to relax, to think, to rejuvenate. So your last point is really, really well taken. And uh, it's important to have that space to create new ideas, to let is. your creativity have time to bloom. And, and I just think if you take the time to, to take care of your own well-being, when you are in there doing the work, you're just going to be that much more productive at that time. A hundred percent. That's what Juliet Funt says. I like that interview so much. I want to get her as a guest on our podcast, but uh, it, it really, really, I think, uh, belies your point that you just made, how important it is for people to take the time to, to rejuvenate because that makes you more productive and frankly makes you a happier human being. There's one last question I wanted to ask you, and that was, when do you think is the right time for someone to consider launching a podcast? There's a lot of people come to us and ask us, should we do a podcast? When's the right time to do it? I'd love to hear your take on that. I think if it's right for you and you really do the research and find out if this is something that's going to help build your brand and it's within your strengths, you want to go and do it as soon as possible. Again, like I said, within the next week, put that in your calendar to to go and maybe sign up for your media hosting or to lock in that domain name that you're going to be using because... I don't think starting later is a bad thing. I just think, why not start now? If you're ready to go and, and you have this passion, no matter when you start, there's going to be that period of learning and that period where you're going to be creating content that is your best at the time, but you're going to look back at it just like anything. If you're a writer, if you're a YouTuber, we're all going to look back at that content eventually and say, you know, it's a little bit hard to to swallow. That's like that for me if I go back and listen to some of our early shows, you know? So that's always going to be the case. Perfectionism is something that you want to really be aware of and not let that stand in your way. Just get out there, create, start, start learning and have fun with it. And naturally, you're going to find out if this is the right medium for you. And yeah, I'd say just get started ASAP. That's fantastic, Jesse. Well, well said. Well, listen, thank you so much for being on the show. And uh, I really encourage our, our listener, go check out Jesse's podcast, The Ultimate Health Podcast. TheUltimateHealthPodcast.com is their website. They've got some fantastic guests, Jesse and Marnie, who I have the privilege of knowing really, really well and has been a guest on this podcast in the past, are fantastic at what they do. Check it out. You'll be glad that you did. Thank you so much, Jesse. Nikki, Michael, thank you guys. This has been a blast. You bet, man. Take care. Take care. Okay, so Michael, that was a fantastic episode. I mean, Jesse is a phenomenal podcaster. He's got a great message. I got to tell you, I learned something from this guy about how we can make our podcast better and commercialize it better. So, I mean, sitting here personally, it was just fantastic for me. Yeah. 
You know, I, I had to restrain myself from getting too far into the weeds uh, because I had lots of questions <laughs> that I don't know if the listeners would appreciate, but uh, they're doing some great stuff, really cool. And um, I'm going to follow up and do an offline conversation with them and just talk about, you know, the layout, the different things that they've done and tried. It's It really is, you know, in every area of life, you could say having a mastermind would be powerful. You know, it's like there's, you're doing online marketing, you're doing podcasting, you know, masterminds are so powerful when you surround yourself with people who are going in the same direction and trying to achieve the same thing. It's what I love about eCircle Academy, right? 100%. All those people that are are members and working together, I mean, we learn so much from them, but they're all trying to grow their practices that when they're getting wins, they're sharing those, bringing those back. So this call with Jesse really felt like, hey, wow, this is a great person and he's doing some things that we're doing, trying to, you know, going in the same places. He's had some wins. It's awesome. Uh, it, it was awesome. And you and I will have some offline conversations about some of his commercialization ideas. I think they're good for us to check out as well. And uh, definitely the offline conversation with Jesse is top of the list for both of us. You know, we really love having people like Jesse on board because we're so committed to helping our listener take their business and practice to the next level. Our listener tends to be somebody who's an aspiring thought leader or is actually a thought leader. And um, a challenge they may be facing these days is that what's going on in their business is they plateaued a little bit, you know, they're stuck, they're not reaching quite the level of influence and impact. It's a little bit frustrating. They might be thinking, my God, do I have what it takes to get there? And they really want to share their gifts with the world. And we have a phenomenal tool, an absolutely free download called the Market Authority Blueprint that's available on our website, don't we, Michael? Absolutely. And, and you know, being a market authority, there is no more economical way to market yourself. I mean, entrepreneurs, we we talk about often helping entrepreneurs build market authority. And it's not rocket science, but there are certain things that if you do them, they will come back in terms of a massive ROI. So being a market authority, being known in your market, having people say, whoa, that's the person over there that needs that you need, if you have a problem, that you need to go work with and solve that problem. So what happens is your, your phone starts ringing. So we created this, this uh, one-pager. We, we love this one-pager that we had downloaded in the past. And it is 10 things that you can do to position yourself in the market to position yourself as a market authority. And it's a simple download. So the businessofthoughtleadership.com forward slash authority is where you're going to get that. And uh, we'd really love to know what you're, what you're going to take on and actually do which one you're going to do. Absolutely. And they're all simple to implement. And there, there's everything that's on that sheet is something that is immediately going to make sense. And it's going to be very simple for you to implement. So I highly encourage you to go ahead and download the Market Authority Blueprint And we look forward to talking to you on the next podcast episode. That wraps another episode of the Business of Thought Leadership. To find out more about today's guest, you can go to thebusinessofthoughtleadership.com. Until next time, goodbye. You've been listening to the Business of Thought Leadership with Nikki Ballou and Michael Palmer. For more information and to download the resources mentioned in this episode, please visit us at thebusinessofthoughtleadership.com. Thank you for listening.